I'm Dan Hummer. Who the who? I am Mindy. And uh, we're here for another edition, bringing to you the sequel to The Babysitter. Yep, we did that last week. Uh, we did forget, though, real quick to rate The Babysitter, the first one. Yes. So I was going to go ahead and say what I thought. I was going to go ahead and give it an 8.5. Yeah, I, I, I'm around there, too. I really like that movie. I give it around an 8 or an 8.5 as well. Okay. I thought it was a really good uh, comedy horror movie. Yeah. Uh, All right, now we're here so, to talk about the sequel. Well, first, before that, we got a little bit of horror news going on. Um, They just dropped another trailer for Jeepers Creepers Are Born. It will officially be competing in theaters up against Halloween. They both come out at the same time. That'll be interesting. And also, I might actually have to fucking get Shudder for a little bit. Because I was watching this trailer and whatnot, because we all know I do my research all the time. I was watching this trailer... On this, of this new, brand new horror film on Shudder, the British film, and it's called The Cellar. And it's very, very, very odd. So, yeah. basically, real, real quick one, rundown of what they say in the trailer, at least, is you've you got a small family moving into a new house, and, uh, like, the daughter thinks it's creepy, but, like, the dad's like, oh, you'll get used to it, and, like, she goes, like, she ends up getting in the cellar, like, the first time that they're even in the house, and as soon as the parents are out, the door shut and it won't let her out. And she's thinking that everyone's fucking with her. And she finally gets out and she runs away. Well, fast forward to later that night, her mom had asked her if she could please watch her little brother in the new house. And she's like, are you, like, for real? Like, this is the freaking first night in a new house. You're going to leave us alone? Yeah. So the they did. This girl, her name is Ellie. Power goes out. Ellie calls mom and dad to see what's going on. Mom says, you're going to have to go to the basement. Who the fuck in the world would send their child, because she had to be no more than like 13, would send their child downstairs well, no, maybe maybe like 16, sorry. But then their teenager downstairs in the dark in an unfamiliar house, unfamiliar area to do something that she's like already says that she's never done before. Yeah, that that sounds pretty good. So the mother's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll talk you through it, Ellie. There's 10 steps to the bottom. Just stay on the phone with me and count. 
well, by the time the girl gets to four, counting stops. She's gone. Right. There's no blood. There's no screams. There's no nothing. She's gone. They find out as they're investigating that <clears throat> it's less of a kidnapping and more of a, like, any little horror meets poltergeist without the TV. Okay. Or kind of like insidious wise with like the symbols and stuff. So basically, she's in a different realm. Yeah, it just came out. Okay. Yeah, it sounds pretty fire. <laughs> I'd go see it. Yeah, so, and again, that movie is called The Seller. It just came out. And uh, yeah, honestly, like, but I just said, I'm probably going to get shotter because there's a few different ones that I've seen that I really like. But that oh, so was one that I got to watch the trailer through. Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, also, we do need to go to the theater soon or, or something because have you heard about that movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? I've seen a couple trailers for it. I've been hearing stuff about it, but I've been hearing it like it's more of like a zombie thing. No, it's a slasher. It's a whodunit. Okay, well, then we're definitely going to have to go see it. I'm free this weekend. So, well, shit, you're not. So we'll have well, to figure we'll, out something. We'll figure something out, though. Because, like, the description's like a party game leads to murder when young and wealthy friends gather at a remote family mansion. And it's like oh, a whodunit, shit. apparently. Pete Davidson's in it. Oh, wow. It caught my eye. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I, I saw, like, one okay. or two trailers, and I was like, like, one of the reviews is one of the best whodunit. I was like, all right, well, me and Mindy got to fucking see this. And it's well, like low-key. Absolutely, because like, that's what makes this channel is whodunit. Oh, yeah. by the way, everybody, I did watch the end of Tag. And I will have to say, brilliant, brilliant brilliant series. Okay. Um, definitely very similar to what Wes Craven wanted Scream, the series, to be like. Yeah. Like, you know how he didn't want the cop out of it, like being the sister or being the uh sister's lover, whatever, like, that was a cop-out that they did because he died. Now, what's the show? What'd you say? The show is called Tagged. It's on It's on Netflix. There's three seasons. And basically, okay. it's a who, it's a whodunit through and through. But it's the weirdest fucking people that are behind the realm of it. A true suspenseful who done it roller coaster ride. It'll have you stuck to your seat. It goes like eight episodes for the first season. Second season is like ten, and then like third is twelve. Because you know they gotta end the story. Yeah, they got it. But it's all really cool. Like it really like all loops together. Like every. Every season, they, like, loop into one another. 
Right. And, like, that, you see, like, good. the same theme, but from a different perspective. So definitely good. Go check it out, guys. Tagged on Netflix. It's, it's really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you got any more news, Mindy, or you want to get into the topic at hand? Uh, we could just go ahead and jump into the topic at hand because uh, I don't really have any more news for anybody, honestly. Oh, by the way, uh, all Stabcast fans, make sure to check this out. Uh, we are live right now. This isn't coming out Sunday. I'm going to have this come out tonight. So uh, oh, okay. it'll, it'll be around uh, tonight and, you know, the Friday for for people, uh, Friday morning most likely. But we are live right now. Okay. Uh, so there will not be an episode on Sundays. I just want everyone to know that. we're good. That's what tonight is. Okay. Okay. Uh, let, let's get into it. The Babysitter Killer Queen. Uh, this came out in 2020, so kind of Pan, Panduski era. And uh, yep. this is this is a sequel to the first one. Uh, what direct sequel, too. A direct, yeah, direct sequel. Uh, even people that died come back. Uh, so this is directed by the same guy, MCG. But the only difference is the script wasn't written by Brian... Uh, Duffy Field or whatever the fuck his name is. And you could uh, tell it was a different writer. It was four different writers. It was the combination of M- MCG, the director, Dan Lagana, yeah. Brad Morris, and Jimmy Warden. Uh, the, the yeah, other see, two I've you could unfortunately, heard. you could unfortunately tell yeah. that it was all, that it was I mean, I didn't know it was four different writers, but you could definitely tell that they were all, that it was all different. Not all different, but you could tell it was a different writer. And that doesn't necessarily mean a bad flick. I mean, there's been co-writers. Oh, absolutely A lot of writers have partners and and work with, and it's a very collaborative process. So just because there's fucking technically four writers attached to this does not mean it's bad. No. It just means that that it can get a little messy. Yeah, it definitely could, especially if there's that's, different visions. That's just and, what it means, is that it, yeah. it, it could just get a little lost and a little messy. And the fact that it is like a direct sequel to something that they didn't write, that's a little tricky. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, it so I will say that that definitely, I will say that that did definitely vote against them. Yeah. Uh, so we have a returning cast, uh, Judah Lewis, Emily Allen Lind, Robbie Amell's back, my boy Chris Redfield, uh, King Bash. Lind? Yeah. L-I-N-D. Oh, I knew I knew that fucking bitch. Oh, I knew I knew her, guys. I knew I knew her. So, guys, remember how I told you how I watched Chucky the series? She's in it. She's a bully. Is she in she's Chucky? the main cast. Yeah, she's the main girl. She's in the new series. It's on Peacock. Check it out. It's coming out with the second season on in October. This girl is in it. She's so good. I uh, I don't want to be complete the guy that's opposite character. You, it, it's I'm just going to say complete be, opposite yeah. character. But also, uh, you know, you got to think she was working with Don Mancini. Yeah. 
She was no, working I, with I, Jennifer Tilly. Right. Her I, mother I was cast as her mom. Else. She she was definitely in. No, uh, it's she the was same one. Huh? It's the same girl because she's in. Because uh, I remember they interviewed her on Chucky Talks podcast, Alex Lynn, and um, not Alex Lynn, sorry, Alex Vincent, and the girl that played Kyle, Elise. Sorry, something Elise. I can't. Uh, Christine Elise. Sorry. Um, they had a podcast where they were interviewing everyone that took part in the season, and she's on there with her mom because the woman that plays her mother in the series is her mom. Yeah, Alvia Allen Lind, right? Yeah. So they're they're related. <laughs> All right, maybe she doesn't show up. Maybe she does show up. You're probably right. Uh, you know more than me. But because uh, it could have been an uncredited her. show up, too. She might have not have been, like, credited or whatever. So uh, Maybe it was a different lend. Maybe she has a sister. Well, yeah, because it's, it's the same middle and last name, so it's, there's definitely got to be a relation. Uh, it's probably a sister, then. This young woman the entire uh, family is very... Acts. Uh, but Emily herself is known for being in uh, ABC series Revenge, but she was also in Doctor Sleep. You guys like that one, oh, Ewan yeah. McGregor. Oh. Uh, she was in Doctor Sleep. Hi. She was in Code Black, the medical drama. She did some Gossip Girl. Not a huge. I mean, Doctor Sleep's a horror movie. But, uh, who was this? Uh, Emily Ellen Lind. And who did she play in? The she's movie? Really, yeah, she's, oh, okay. I just looked it up. She's the sister. Okay. She's the so girl's the sister that's in Chucky. Right. But that that's Melanie. Melanie was in the first one. Uh, so she's back. Robbie and Mel's back, my boy. King Batch, Andrew Batchelor. Uh, I've, known, like, I've known of King Batch since I was in fucking middle school. Because he, he was like popping off on Vine back in the day. He's like an influencer. Now who, who did he play, Derby? No, that's John. That's uh, our well, boy, John. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Rewind here. Let's introduce them to the new character. Okay, I mean, I uh, I I was going through the returning cast first, but whatever. Yeah, but they don't know uh, they were returning. I mean, you it's know when you look story. at them. Okay. All right. So why don't you go through some of the newer characters that are in here? Because Jenny Ortega's here, our girl from Scream. We love her. I do, and I really enjoyed her in this because she was just a completely different character in this one. She was a troubled rebel new girl, um, but she had a sweetheart complex, and uh, she had a lot of hidden things about her. Let's just say that. Um, also, you had returning Melanie she got boobs. She she glue up, basically. Um, she has a douchebag boyfriend named Jeremy. He's just he's just a fucking douche. Like that's like the best way to put it, guys. He's just a fucking douche. Yeah. Then you got Diego. Poor Diego. I mean, not only is the kid fat and basically the running joke of the fucking group that he's in, but he also has alopecia, which is hair loss. Poor guy. Poor bald and bastard. Then you got the other friend, the other girl, Boom Boom, 
And like, from all intents and purposes, they all actually look like they're all really good friends, except for Cole. They kind of make it known from the get-go that Cole is still an outcast, right. and the only one that actually cares for him is Melanie. But basically, he starts off telling everybody what happened in the first one, like a little monologue, and then he basically goes into, well, here's the kicker. B left absolutely no evidence, not even herself. Yeah. He's like, so when everyone showed up, everyone was going through everything and whatnot, everyone just came to the conclusion that I was just some crazy kid. And, like, even Melanie was denying that it ever happened. I felt bad for the poor kid. So push comes to shove. He finds out that Melanie and all her friends are going to her lake house, and they're going to go have fun and party and everything else. And he's invited. He doesn't want to go, of course. And he finds the next day that his parents are actually planning on sending him away to get him some mental help. And he knows that he doesn't need it. Yep. He he knows that is off and it's not him. Meanwhile, back at school, uh, well, at school, Phoebe gets a little present in her locker before everyone takes off to the lake, and it's a bunny. It turns out to be her bunny that she had when she was six that she lost. And in the bunny, it had a fortune on it that said it all ends tonight. And on the back, it had a combination of numbers. So... She kept it. She took it with her. So she basically, like, everyone's going to the lake, even her. Like, she takes off in her own little world for a while, but she's still, she she's a, she's a reoccurring character. So we get to the lake house and everything. Well, no, before we get to the lake house, Melanie finds that Cole's having a really hard time fitting in, and so she gives him a little pep talk, and I don't think she realized that he did this because she was relying on the pills come out, but he had anxiety medication that she knew. And when he gave, when she gave him the pep talk, he actually threw it in the ocean. And I don't think yeah. anyone saw him do it. Yeah. So uh, they get to the lake house yeah. and whatnot, and everything's going on. Everything's going great. And they're having a really fun time. They're having, playing two minutes in heaven because that's more realistic. And um, Melanie and Cole get chosen, of course, and she makes out with them hardcore. Like she's sending them all different fucking mix signals. It's ridiculous. And... Um, finally they come out of the closet and everything, and then, then Diego starts hounding Cole with question after question after question after question after question about this blood call. And finally, Melanie has had enough. She's had it, and she's like, 
Diego, you stop hounding Cole. He did not come here to be questioned all night about a book Cole and the devil's book. Now, he never told her, and he knew it. They asked her calmly the first time, he said, how did you know that? And she said, how did I know what? And he said, how did you know about the devil's book? She said, because she told me. And he says, no, I know everything I've ever told you, and I never told you that. And she turns around, and she, like, it seems like she's getting a drink, but she actually turns around and grabs a hook instead. And he questions her again, and then he questions her one last time, like, how do you know about the book? And all of a sudden, she goes, Oh, because I wrote my name in it. And then, boom, right through the jugular rubber one front. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. It it was just so unexpected. And then the whole what the fuck again thing popped up. And then all of a sudden, the ones that already died, Allison, Max, who is a favorite on here. We love him so much. Um... Sonia and John, they all show up. And yes. Cole's like, what the fuck? I killed you guys. And they're like, oh, we're still dead. Yes. Which but to me is a spoiler because we her... fucking movie poster, but it's neither here nor there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, like, they're like, if we help her succeed by uh, sunrise, then not only do we get everything we ever wanted, but we get to live. And, like, it just, it goes off from there. And I know Daniel personally didn't like it that much. And from a critic's point, I will say it wasn't that good. But from somebody that enjoys a cult classic that's meta, that brings up a lot of other cult classics and whatnot, I had to give it to him. I liked that. Uh, I, I liked the corniness of it. I thought it was cute. I like how it all wrapped itself up in a tiny little present. Because basically Phoebe and Cole end up getting it on. And B shows up. And the dumb motherfuckers drink the blood. Cole's finally like, just drain me. Because Cole's nose and his head, like, my blood's tainted. And they Wait, mixed this, it, they drank it. We're skipping a lot of shit. Uh, oh, we're, were we? Of, yeah, we got a lot of kills oh. to talk about. There's a lot of cool scenes. Uh, oh, okay, I sorry, guys. Never mind. Rewind, yet. rewind, rewind, rewind. Uh, all right, well, let, let's start uh, because there are some really cool parts to this movie that I do like. As a whole, it's not my favorite thing. I don't think this needed a sequel. And I don't like sequels to horror movies where you bring back people that are already dead, resurrection or not. It's just not for me. Uh, but I all, thought it was a cool concept because of the way that she got them. Listen, I like Bella they Thorne. Showed I her like King them. Batch. And I like Robbie and Mel, so I'm fine with it because I like all the actors that came back. Uh, this didn't have enough. And Okay, I mean, I know you probably would want to finish because we're almost at the end, but yes, Samara Weaving B does show up. 
Uh, we're already in the spoilers part of this. No, let's let's just let's just go back like we said we were going to. No, we are going back, but I'm just saying she does show up. No. She 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 shows up with the rest of them uh, yep. at, at some point. But so the the original cast is all there, and the the big new like Boom Boom's cool and some of the friend, but like. Let's be honest, the only new one that's actually worth anything is Jenny Ortega, or Jenna Ortega, who, by the way, yeah. is, like, on her way to becoming Scream Queen status. Uh, even though this wasn't the movie for me. either, the poor thing. I really like her. And, and even though I didn't love this movie, I really liked her performance. I really liked uh, I did her too. in Scream, obviously. I loved her in Scream. Uh, even her more than Cole, a... that Cole kid had a very, very good um, back and forth. Yeah. No, they did. But the only thing I didn't like about her character and I didn't like about the whole movie, to me, the the comedy and everything was a bit too ham-fisted. I feel like everyone had the same sense of humor and everyone, like, just those meta joke and, like, 80s joke. Like, Jenna Ortega doesn't know movies from the fucking 80s. You, you're not going to convince me that teenagers, like, like, we don't talk like that. I mean, I'm not even a teenager. They don't talk like that. They don't reference movies from the 80s like that. Like, you can tell that the director was really into that. And I think he's even been quoted in an interview, like, I put everything I love into this movie. And that's great. But you're a 50-year-old man, and these kids don't talk like that. So that was the only thing that kind of took it away from me because everyone's like, I mean, Jenna Ortega's character is filled with fucking 80s references and old pop culture references. And it's not bad, but it's just like, it doesn't feel like how an actual person talks. And and none of this actually feels like how actual, and it's not really supposed to be realistic. Obviously this is a gore fest. Uh, I don't even, would you call it a slasher or just like a, a straight horror comedy? Um, I would call it more of a horror comedy with, I mean, because you can't really call it a slasher whodunit or whatnot because you already know what's going on. That's true. That's very true. So I, I, I like it, but like some of the dialogue just doesn't work for me, I guess. I, and I thought it was and way better. And I think that has able. a lot to do with the writing. Uh, yeah, I agree, but I mean, writing's in a movie, so I gotta judge it. Uh, the, the other stuff was great, but and uh, the way it's shot is phenomenal. Him going like to her or the water or not, like the red blue pill, blue pill scene, I thought was really cool. And the way he had to like make a decision in that, when him and uh, I keep calling her Jenna Ortega, I should call her by her actual uh, Phoebe. Uh, when him and Phoebe fuck because Jenna Ortega was underage at this point, the fact that they didn't actually show that and be like uncomfortable like other horror movies. And they did like a bunch of euphemisms, like a hot dog going in and like, like a, a missile go, going out of a cannon and shit. Like I thought that was very creative and really cool. Uh, you know so, what like, that reminded shot, me of? Uh, uh, what? You, you know what that reminded me of? Uh, super bad. Yeah. I could see that. I think it's a, a shot a little even better than Superbad, maybe. Like, it's like it uses graphics in a good way. And the way it's shot is really good. To me, it's not very horror, though. Like, th- that, that, all this stuff doesn't add up to anybody being scared of anything to me. Maybe shocked a little bit at, at some time. And I don't know if this is trying to be scary either. So no, I probably shouldn't campy. judge it like that. Because it's trying to be campy and fun and all the jokes. 
I thought it worked better in the first movie for me. Like, just everything just felt a little too over the top here. Like, the first one even felt like it could be, like, maybe it could happen. I mean, obviously, there's not cult, I mean, that I know of. I mean, people believe what they believe. Uh, but, the demonic cults and shit. But, uh, I mean, but you are right. I mean, it very well could, as something like that, very well, very well could happen. There are a lot of situations where, like, babysitters and their friends will do some fucked up shit when the kids are asleep. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, it, so. it felt a little more, this one felt like, okay, there is more story to be told and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And, like, everyone's having fun. The actors are having a lot of fun. Like, Max, like, and that's why, like, when we went to the end, I was like, dude, we're not going to talk about Max getting hit with fucking silly string and his face went on fire and then him falling into a fucking propeller. But, like, that, that was crazy. I love was Max. I that love Max awesome. so much. Now, we disagreed about the best kills in the last movie. I would actually give Max the best kill in that movie because that was really good. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. The carnage, man. But, uh, I mean, like they, they like Randy they, says, man, when Randy said, uh, like Randy says in Spring 2, you gotta up up your carnage, carnage candy. Exactly. And that's like, I don't mind the gore, and I don't mind the, the dialogue either when I can, like, because it's eye candy. This is eye candy for horror movies. As, like, you got, like, superhero movies and action movies that are eye candy, this is eye candy. Because this is just fun to look at, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to have a few beers or whatever your activity of choice is. And watch this, and I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it from that stance uh, of just an entertaining time. And Max also has my favorite line in the movie, but that is towards the end, so we'll get into that later. But Sonya, Sonya had a crazy kill. She got ran over How fucking thirty-two times. Yeah, she just came out cookies. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, she seriously reminds me of, like, a crazy Asian bitch that you would see in, like, this torture movie. Like, the audition and shit like that. Yeah. Definitely has that realm about her. So, I just had to point that out. Uh, Allison... Both tits are I really, I just don't like Bella Thorne, but I, like, Allison, huh? she is good in this role. She is, she's having fun. She, uh, she got shot in the tit again, or she shot herself in the tit on accident. So that was really good. Uh, are you there? Saying, like, her, her tit was at, yeah, I'm right here. Her tit was actually, like, intact this time for a while. Yeah, her her tit was still working for, for a good amount. But when she got caught in the fucking rocks, dude, it, like, it, it makes it, like, that was like, all right, we're doing it. But it was still fun. But, like, and they pull her down and her head falls from her fucking body. It's like, all right, guys. But it was like, I don't mind the gore in this. And I thought that was pretty cool. They had fun with that. And it wasn't campy gore, honestly. It was more so, like, gore that you would see in, like, Final Destination. Yeah. No, for sure. For show, for show. 
I, I agree. Which Daniel can uh, be excited about that, guys, because they're getting another one. Oh, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. I got one more. Uh, how about Melanie's dad, too, Juan? Juan! He was Dude, funny, you're like me, but you're like... Dude, you're like, you're like me, but Spanish. Oh, yeah, you mean, you mean but, yeah, him and John, that was funny. No, Juan, Juan was funny. My only other major criticism of this movie, and to me, this is like a... To me, this was a gripe I had, and it made me not enjoy it as much. I feel like the character dynamic, and well, why don't you describe the ending first before I say this one? Is there any other middle stuff that that we have? Uh, we went through all the kids because John's death was kind of towards the end, right? That thing fell on top of him. Well, we really didn't expect what ha- we didn't really say what happened to Max. So the kid okay, involved in a jet ski. Yeah. Uh, in a boat. And Max, being the asshole that he is, cheering them on the entire time. And he gets on, like, a tube thing, starts rafting towards them. And, like, as they're, like, the faster they're going, the more he's pulling the rope and everything. And, like, they end up, like, and his leg caught the motor, and he dies a horrible, horrible death. But he's okay with it. Right. Yeah. So right. they're out on it, her, uh, so funny. her speedboat. And that's when he comes in. Because him, John, and, and Bella Thorne are all in a group together, and they separate, right? Yeah, because they all get mad at Melanie because she calls them um, stupid and says that if they would have pulled their heads out of their asses and done it right the first time, then she wouldn't have to do it. Yeah. So they're like, fuck you. She wanted to take a break, and then that's when they bounced. And uh, Max got on the boat. And that scene, the funny thing, and I I read this about this – uh, Robbie Amell, he actually had to have his stunt double on the boat with him, and because mm-hmm. this, this, they shot this in the middle of November, and I forgot where it was, yeah. but it was in a cold place. So they only had the stunt double to switch out with him, like because they were getting too cold. So him and the stunt double would keep switching out to finish shooting the scene because they were fucking cold out on that boat. At like negative yeah. whatever degree. Yeah, because he was on a raft behind the boat. Yeah, he was on a raft, and it was like a real raft, real water or whatever. I don't know. I forgot the location. It was a at. tube. And it was at, and it was at night, and it was, it was cold. So him and his uh, stunt double had to keep switching. I just thought that was a fun fact. But that is a fun little fact. Uh, she hit him with the silver so, string. Oh, uh, you go ahead. Go. Yep. Now she hit him with the silly string, and he ended up falling and became chop suey, like John said he became Max Chowder. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, can we talk about uh, what's his? What are the two kids' names that try to bounce at the uh, closer to the end? The the two the two friends. That's Diego, right? 
Yes, that would be Diego. And Jimmy, I think. And Jeremy. Okay. Uh, Jeremy. They pull the Ready or Not thing, uh, but it's a little different than when they do it in Ready or Not, to where they're like, you know what? Fuck this mission. I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, we're tired of this shit. And they try to walk away and, like, stay away from, like, the cult thing. And then they just fucking, like, disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, they get hit by lightning because they had already made the deal with the devil. Yeah, so it's like, nah, you ain't backing out, motherfuckers. Yep. That, was, that was pretty funny. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was hilarious. But, yeah. Uh, so, right when we were getting there, because, like, like we said, uh, Cole and uh, Phoebe, you know, they do the dance. Uh, they make sweet, yeah. sweet love together. And so his blood, the they're all drinking his blood. Thinking they're drinking the virgin's blood. Thinking they're drinking the virgin's blood. And then, does, I forget, B comes out during that, right? Or does she come out after? No, 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 guys. You're jumping a little bit too far ahead of you. So right, Cole asks why they haven't drained his blood yet because they don't drain him right away. And she goes, because we're waiting to serve her. And he goes, what? And B walks out of the water. And he looks at her and he goes, I should have known it all would end with you. And Phoebe is like, wait a minute, B. And she says, oh, hey, Phoebe, how you doing? You look cute. And, like, uh, like, they're looking at each other like, what the hell? And she's like, that was my babysitter when my parents got into their accident that died. She was supposed to have died with them. And then Cole was like, wait, no, that's my babysitter. Yeah, yeah. So then you take a little bit of the trick on memory lane. You find out B was the girl's babysitter. B was going to survive and the girl was not. And B had always told the little girl, she was very weird, very special, and she told her that she was always going to protect her and take care of her. So the devil, the deal that she made with the devil to begin with was because of this little girl. It was to save her life. Um, then after that, be had planted the bunny. And then the reason why Phoebe's thing ran at her jet ski, ran out of gas, and she ended up being at the boathouse looking for gas was because B took her gas. So she would have to stop. Yeah. And like she told Cole, it wasn't a sure thing that they were going to make the nookie, but she knew that it would take a special kind of girl to appreciate his weirdness. Yeah. So you find out that she basically set up the entire fucking thing. And then, as Daniel was saying, they all start to drink the blood. I have to say the line, though. You can't cut me off of this one because it's the greatest thing ever. When Max is drinking the blood. Because Max is fucking dying. I mean, they're all dying, and they're all not happy, but Max is like, Cole, you fucking stud. I'm not even mad, bro. And it, it, to me, that was the funniest line in the book. I love that. Yeah. I was like, all that right. Was really, that was really funny. You fucking stud. I ain't even mad, bro. <laughs> I ain't even mad, bro. 
Call you. And like, so the good. most important thing, though, guys, was that B did not drink the blood because she, once it was drained, she saw that it was like bubbling and it was weird looking. And you got to remember, she's been doing this ritual for years. So once she saw that, I think it clicked in her head that the two of them had hooked up. Yeah. And Melanie so, obviously dies a horrible death. She's the last one. Though. Yeah. I mean, she. I. They give her enough time though to explain herself, and I like the way that that movie did it. It kind of sealed everything up in a tight little bow. There is no loose ends. See, I, that's what I didn't like though, and that's. I, and we'll get to that, but. So we basically humanize B here, right? We get the scene yeah. in the hospital where, because she's responsible for the whole thing with Phoebe's parents. And then she makes the deal to save Phoebe, right? Yeah. And uh, so so B's a good person now. And now she drinks the blood and she's dead. And we love B. B's a good person. Uh, and that's why even though the what she said in the first one was that she just wanted to be cool. She was like, I used to feel small at, at the end of the first yeah. one. I used to kind of like you. Like I used to feel small and powerless. And I liked the way that this made me feel. I, I like that. Like I wanted power, pretty much. I wanted to be cool. So you don't like the change of motives? I don't know. I don't because I think you switched it. That's the only problem I have about this movie, and that's well besides the dialogue, and that's why I really can't like like it or give it even like a real high score because I don't like like Melanie was the good guy of uh, the first one. Right. Like we could have left that as a standalone story, and I'm fine. But if you want to revisit it, that's cool. But now Melanie's like this evil fucking person and B was like a good person this whole time. And, and like, I don't know. It, it didn't feel right for me. It kind of felt cheap. They wrapped it up. Too. They made it too much. Of I a mean, Daniel, I understand. Yeah. Daniel, I do understand where you're coming from. Go ahead. Just yeah. because of the fact that I got really frustrated, especially in theaters, I got really frustrated when we saw Scream and Billy Loomis ended up being the good guy. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. Daniel was sitting near me, guys, and even I, Daniel can even attest, I, I said full out, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, when he gave her that wink at the end, you're like, come on. God damn it. I, I said it. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. He's the good yeah. guy. He's a fucking serial killer. Yeah, and like. I, I and said it like a good, like, four or five times, guys, because it's been like 25 years, and it's like, what, the guy's a serial killer for 25 years, and then all of a sudden he has had a fucking change of heart? And, and that's the only thing, because I like the way B's so story ended. I thought that was cool. And first of all, it wasn't, and it didn't technically end because in the post credit she, she killed somebody else that was looking through mm-hmm. the house or whatever. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in the post credits. Uh, but I, I just this felt too much for me. It felt like okay, Samara Weaving's a big star. She wasn't ready or not and stuff. So we got to make her a good guy just to, just to do it. And she's not even in the fucking movie until the end. Like she right. shows up in the little flashbacks and stuff. Like when you see how Max and them became part of the cult. But I don't know. It just it really didn't work for me. I liked kind of Melanie as just like kind of. Not really a big character, but that like girl that was there for Cole in the first. Yeah, 
And now she's just this evil fucking bitch who's like way more excited about killing Cole than even B was last right. time. And that was my issue with that. It's like, why is B kind of excited about killing him? They have this nice, complicated relationship and like really intricate. And that was my favorite part of that movie is Cole and B's relationship. And him and Melanie started to have, but like she was so excited to fuck him. And like she was just seemed so evil. And it's like, I don't know, it felt too much like a switch for me and it didn't totally work for me. But a lot of people like this movie too, so who the fuck am I? Uh, but I, I just I, I love I to like say it. my favorite second line is when Allison and them are getting ready to gang up on Cole again, and Allison goes, "Yeah, let's go fuck him." <laughs> and like yeah. it takes her a minute, like it takes her like a good what I timed it, guys. It takes her like a good thirty seconds. That's funny. And everyone looks at her like, "What?" the fuck and then she like takes it back and she's like fuck him up hard that's what I mean like fuck him up and then I guess let's go fuck him up but like it just so natural the way that it just came out of this young lady's mouth because Bella Thorne we all know is a sex symbol and the way that it just basically flew right out of her mouth was absolutely fucking perfect Let's fuck him. So yeah. I mean, they all had they all had their one liners. Yeah, no, I didn't I did. like though how the parents were thrown in there, and the kind of used as like the comical relief, especially the dads. I feel like we kind of, I feel like we kind of didn't need them. You really didn't. Uh, it was and more whole, of a like, side story. Yeah, and it was like the whole nobody believes Cole, and that's fine. It's like in yeah, and that even worked out in the end. Yeah, but like, and the fact that the endings like, like they're making out and like all this happened, but and the dad like finally sucks. He's like, all right, that a boy. That's <laughs> why like, it just felt a little weird. Yeah. But it was also like, all right, but before that, now, like before that though, like. Before that, though, guys, when B's standing there with the two of them before everything happens, the father appears on the cliff and goes, Oh, I found you. Cole, Cole, I found the babysitter. And, like, yeah. Cole's right there. Yeah. I like, and Ken Marino, I find, is a funny actor anyway. Like, I like him. And I like the wife, too, because she's really known as well. And I thought yes, their role in the first movie was well. fine and enough. Like, I thought the role in the first – like, they, they weren't too important. They didn't need to be. They were going on a trip, and, and that's the role they played to the movie, and they were fine. It felt like they kind of ham-fisted Archie, the dad, into it a little more than he needed to be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's a good actor, too, so I didn't hate it. And Juan was funny. and Him and Juan smoking a bong when they find out. And, and the fact that, like – uh, Cole's dad. Juan cares she... more about his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Does she better not have a fucking. No, she's fine. She's. They said she's in one piece. No, the car. I need the car. And like yeah. when they show up, guys, like the father's so upset and he's just like, is everything okay? And like her father's upset and he's like, where is she? And she's like, I'm right here. And he's like, no, where is she? This time I'm pressing charges against you, sweetheart. Exactly. Like he was, like his entire death was, it was gory, but it was hilarious. Like he grounded her from Coachella. 
It was very hilarious. So she cut his arm off. So then he grounded her from uh, her IUD. So she cut his other arm off. Yeah, it reminded me of an old Monty Python uh, thing, a sketch, because, like, when... Good like, God, dude, Daniel, that was a nod. Yeah, and it was trying to, like, he's trying to discipline her. <laughs> it's just fucking him up, and it's like, you don't realize what's going on, do you, buddy? <laughs> like, like, you're he not in so high. to ban anybody from Coachella. Uh, but it was fun. He's been smoking the entire time. He is so lit. Yeah, he was faded. He like, at that was. point, he had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Uh, is there anything else? I would, on a critic standpoint, I, oh, yeah, well, yeah, at a critic step, standpoint, I would definitely give it about six books. Six hooks? Yeah, we'll do hooks this time. Okay. I said books, but we'll do hooks. Oh, did you say? But we'll we'll do, we'll do six books, uh, six demon books. I'll. Uh, I feel like a dick giving it a five because there is like shit we've watched on this show that I've given higher probably that isn't as good. So I you will gave the evil bong a six. Yeah, I gave evil bong a six. I gotta give this a six. This is at least a six. I think for what it is, it's having a lot of fun. The actors and the directors are having a lot of fun. So for me, just as a movie fan, that's something I can enjoy. It doesn't need to be a Honestly, guys, if you're having a sleepover or you're having like a mini movie marathon or something, I mean, each movie is like an hour and a half, something long. So just there you go, two movies. Exactly. You, get, it, you, you might time. like it. For what it is. It's not fucking Citizen Kane or anything, but it, it really isn't trying to be. So, uh, for what it is, I think it is a pretty good uh, a, a horror comedy flick to watch. It's not just a horror. It's not just comedy. It's both, like, seems... It's a little romp. So, it, it, it's fun. It, it's got a feel-good ending, and you kind of like the leads, and the, the whole cast is pretty talented and charming, so, you know, check it out. Especially if you like the new Resident Evil and you like the Chris Redfield character and whatnot. He's the one that plays Matt. Yeah, if you're a Robbie fan. And, I mean, I can't help it. I just, I think he was so funny. He was great. Max was great both times. I'm not even mad. But especially when he comes, especially when he comes out of the closet closet and whatnot and Cole's like no 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 and he's like yes 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 how are we doing Cole did you miss me yeah I like Cole's running away from him and he's like happily enough I missed you he's like I liked you at first but now I'm liking even more because you killed me Uh, oh my god! Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I honestly, and I like King Batch a lot, who plays John. He's a really good like Instagram comedian. Like I said earlier, I like I kind of even grew up watching his stuff, like in middle school, high school. Like he he came up with like the Logan Pauls and stuff. Like he's like he's an influencer, influencer, and it's cool that he got to do movies because of that, and he like got to do actual like movies and stuff. Because uh, he started out as like a YouTuber, Instagram guy. So it, like, I like him, and it was cool. And he is funny in this. But I do think Robbie Amell's Max, I, like John's supposed to be the funny guy, but 
But and that to me that was one Max of the problems takes with everybody's it this time. Ma- Max is funnier. Ma- Max kind of kills it. I think John might have stole the first one with the I got it. Oh, absolutely. Man. But uh, I love to say John also. I love to say John also did have a part where Cole was crawling because he was trying to get away from them all, and John's like, "Stop, Amazon!" And he's like, "Walking his way by dancing." I do think that was kind of funny, but I will agree with you. I do think Max stole the show. Yeah, Robbie Abel was very funny, and like I said, everyone was having fun. Uh, So yeah, mine's a six. You're a six. Uh, Anything else on the Killer Queen, Mindy? Uh, No, I'm good. Except they actually got the Killer Queen title from the song that they used. That's uh, from Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah, the song that plays the song that plays Daniel at the uh, very end when they're like Killer Queen, like that's the Queen song. Right. Killer. Killer. All right. Uh, what do you want to do next week, man? Uh, actually, isn't it your turn? <laughs> Didn't I just pack out these last two weeks? No, I picked the babysitter. I'm picking a seat. I guess. All right. Well, hold on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I got to make sure what I'm going to use here we can actually find. So, good. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things. I got one. I got one. All right, what do you got? Damn it, never mind. All right, well, I got one. All right, so what one do you got? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me check the calendar. Hold on. Let me check the calendar. This is making for great radio. Next week, next Friday... Uh, the new orphan movie. What movie? The new orphan movie, the orphan prequel that everyone, including your mother, has been waiting for. Okay, what's that dropping on? Uh, Paramount Plus. You want to do that then? Yeah, it'll be up on uh, Friday. Oh, the okay. prequel that stars um, the same girl that starred Esther in the first one, Isabel Furman. And also Julia Stiles. It is a prequel. Absolutely. So we will be doing that next week. Make sure to check that out. Make sure to check out the whole Everything Unscripted Network. Make sure to check out uh, Mindy, uh, uh, Scary Cat, uh, fuck, Stabcast on uh, TikTok. Yep, uh, guys, we're growing bigger and bigger each day. We keep growing. I will go on there to do a dance. Let me also properly thank the followers again this week. Uh, 100 followers, the huge growing. Let's keep uh, TikToking this bitch away, and let's get to a million, baby. Uh, but in the Facebook group, too, make sure, because we've been posting in that, uh, some funny memes and also the episodes. So make sure well, you check out. Well, I've also been posting a lot of news, too. You have. Uh, so news as well. We, we have a lot of stuff in the Facebook group for horror fans. Check that out. Uh, and with that being said, have a have a great weekend, Mindy, and I will see you next week. All right, guys, have a good vacation, Daniel. Bye. Right. Hootie hoo.